0: Good evening. Hello again. Welcome to Headliners. Joining me tonight, Leo Curse and Eric McElroy. How are you, gentlemen?
2: I'm good, thanks, Simon. Excellent. How are you, Eric? I'm all right. I'm turning 50 this weekend. So oh, this weekend. Lovely. Racing myself for the end.
0: Yeah, it is all downhill. Well, to be honest, you've been over the hill for a couple of years oh, now, to be honest, haven't you, you? know. It's, it's oh, that's, that's rich coming from you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like 57. a teenager. I turned 57, 57
0: last week. Yeah. All right. I like the odd numbers, actually. I yeah. always feel like the odd numbers, I don't know, it, don't know, it gives you some, some purchase on life. Mm-hmm. It's a prime number as well. Is it really? Yeah, 57. Can you yeah. just do that with your head? Yeah. Is, are you a bit of a rain man? I threw a box of matches <laughs> yeah. on the floor. <laughs> so do you feel that's... uh is that do you have like a little bit of mysticism with numbers as well?
1: Uh, yeah, I think, I think yeah. there is. And interesting, interestingly, we're going to have that tonight because uh, there's no story one. So story two is story one. That's so story right. 12 is actually unlucky number
0: 15. <laughs> yes. It's very naughty. We don't eliminate them, do we? Like hotels. They do do yeah. that in hotels, yeah. don't they? No, I actually, no, no, story 14. Yeah, Yeah. it's the unlucky one. Well, let's get and see what... In the meantime, let's have a look at the front pages and see what tomorrow's front pages will look like. We start with the Daily Mail. Um, They have Tories triple tax cut boost and we will be taking a little bit of a look at some of the purported government measures to ease the cost of living crisis, which is overwhelming us. There's also a picture there of Tom Cruise with his new girlfriend, I think, and what she is pretending to be her actual boots. They don't look real, do they? Uh, The Telegraph, Putin turns screw on global food supplies. They know where to place the blame. And there is a photograph on their front page, which is the Duchess of Cambridge standing next to a man in a very splendid feathery hat. We still call it takes on that front. Independent Thursdays, Independent has top Tories turn on Sunak over cost of living crisis. That isn't a picture of the top Tories there, though. That is a Russian fighter who faces life in jail after admitting he killed a 62-year-old civilian in Ukraine. Uh, The Guardian has police chief warns of surge in crime as cost of living crisis fuels poverty. That is the story which we will be bumping up to number one. The uh, FT have gone with Sunak, warns of tough times ahead as inflation hits 40-year high of 9%. And there's a picture of Erdogan there, who is stalling NATO talks with uh, the uh, new Nordic members. Thursday's Financial Times. Sorry, that's we've just had the Financial Times. The next one is the Mirror, the Great Inflation Swindle, um, but also a picture of the Duchess of Cambridge and an extraordinarily large number of Union Jacks. Uh, The celebrations are being planned, of course, for the Jubilee weekend, which is coming up. The Times has hopes for a windfall tax blocked by number 10 team. Well, they seem to be dithering back and forth on that. And there is uh, Kenneth Branagh, I think, on the front page there representing Boris Johnson or pretending to be him or whatever the term is in a new uh, high budget drama. We'll be taking a look at that later. The Sun... Has Vardis to flee the UK? That is, of course, the mm. Wag of the Christie story, which has somehow unaccountably failed to make the front pages elsewhere. And Eva sparkles for Top Gun Tom. And the Thursday Metro has cost of living crisis, inflation hits home, and that same picture of uh, Kenneth Branagh and uh, and his uh, cohort. I think I can't remember her name. Something. Um, what uh, is the actress who is playing on that? We'll, we'll come back to that shortly. It's uh, uh, Ophelia Lovibond. That's right. I didn't want to miss <laughs> Excuse out <on> me? The <laughs> to say that. Exactly. <laughs> the Daily Star finally has weapons of mass destruction. No idea what that's about, and it's probably the last you'll hear of it this evening. Thank you for your attention so far. We will be going into the newspapers in some depth now. So our first story, who has got this one? Eric, you're, you're the second row that's become the first. I'm now in the first, yeah. yes. So the um, Guardian say that police are having to exercise some, some discretion in, uh, in possible shoplifting and so on, is that it?
2: Yeah, in stealing to eat, basically. Yeah. So the new inspe- chief inspector of the constabulary, Andy Cook... Um, has had an interview where he's talked about some of his policing strategies. It's a I mean, terrible
0: example of nominative determinism going totally wrong there. Yeah, <laughs> quite obvious what he should have done for a living. Sorry to interrupt you.
2: But <laughs> <laughs> related yeah. to food is what you're saying. Yes. people have been told they need to learn how to cook. It's, but it's provocative, isn't they it? They just need to steal the food first.
1: <laughs> I think it's the lesson. And also, from this there's story. not many people named Barry Superintendent. <laughs> no, so nominative no nominative de- Because Eric can't
0: believers. even pronounce constabulary. He's I think I made a good this run at it. How long
2: now? <laughs> I, I say the police. That's what right. I like the to DA. say. Hey, you the your commissioner. Constabulary. That's <laughs> so true. not I, bad I, at all. I've,
0: I've been coaching him. Was, anyway, yes. get, let's do the story. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting. <laughs> right. well.
2: Focus on my diction. Um, it's down to the cost of living in crisis. There are, yeah. People are shoplifting more because they're struggling uh, to, mm-hmm. to feed themselves. So the, he's saying the police are going to try and use a little softer touch with this sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it probably doesn't hurt for them because they can't really close any crimes anyway in the UK.
0: Well, this but, is so. the... I mean, that and that is a fair point because, of course, shoplifting traditionally is one of the ones that's fairly easy to close, isn't it? Because yeah. they're usually nabbed before the police get there. That's mm. just to sort of go and scoop them up. So at what point did the police get to decide?
2: Well, he's giving. He says they have some a wide discretion to decide whether or not to prosecute. So, imagine they're going to look at a case, see what's being stolen, and try and make that decision. I think like the light touch they've taken with some. Marijuana yeah. usage and that kind of thing. So here they're doing it so people can actually eat, which is a good thing. So were they yeah,
0: testing mar- what somebody's body fat level is? To see I, would do, well, was I, I hope that's not why. Yeah, You'd you better at not be trying to get away with exactly. it.
1: Yeah, I think they should go back to the house and see what's in the cupboards. Yeah. And yeah. See whether because it could just be Richard Medley stocking <laughs> up for Christmas. <laughs> well, I'm already thinking. I'm eyeing up Marks and Spencer's. So Going to run out with some hams and <laughs> some ribber <laughs> rib- rib- roast. I mean, see what they're nicking as well. They're nicking. They're nicking like cans of chickpeas some healthy and nourishing and cheap that they enough. Can keep but if you it at three different households, yeah. If you're stealing like antipasti, you know that's yeah. obviously for a party, not yeah. for. Well, it might, be survival. it might be that It's easier
0: to get out. I mean, when you get those nice big flat tray, almost, you know, the ones with the cured meats, yeah. in you know, you yeah, make a straight. it down. Yeah, <laughs> a, a can of chickpeas. Yeah. That's a
1: bulk. Yeah, like the game with Neil and I with
2: the pheasants. Yeah. So <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't taste good, you can steal it. But if it yeah. does taste good, you can't. Is that the rule? I think of it, is it, is if it's
1: cheap, you've got to be got to be reasonable. I mean, if we're going to legalize shoplifting. I mean, marijuana use. They they have discretion around marijuana use, but they're not stealing the marijuana, so it's (laughs) not. You know, it's not a crime that imposes. On someone else, whereas this does actually impose on, on the shops. Yeah. They're also trying to make a make a living, try, that's trying
0: to profit. True, and it will yeah. only push prices up further for the people who are honest enough to actually pay for this stuff, yeah. but not very much, to be fair. Probably
2: doesn't want to prosecute people too carefully, because it might be the police that are stealing some of this food, because they only got a 2% pay rise. They have a helmet the
0: 9%... that they can get a can of chickpeas under as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they're struggling financially.
2: They might yeah. be the ones doing the nickname. Yeah.
0: No, that's true. I remember, though it was only about four or five years ago, Michael Mosley, on uh, our great competitor, the British Broadcasting Corporation, launched a campaign to encourage people to investigate intermittent fasting. Do you remember that? Mm. If two days a week you had to basically not eat, and this was as, this was really good and healthy for you. I think it's probably about time we brought that back. Yeah, it's, people should just just, just expand the zero.
2: of a period of intermittent. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see Boris presenting that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Boris,
0: Leo, he's been accused of dithering over windfall tax. I, I picture him in a sort of caught, uh, red-handed scrumping apples or something in this yeah. kind of wind when I see yeah. Boris and windfall in the same.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I've got no doubt that Boris in his uh, earlier years uh, ran out of Waitrose with, with various uh, <laughs> bottles and cans. A but, uh, yeah, yeah. But Keir Starmer has uh, taunted Boris, uh, saying that he can't make his mind up about a windfall tax. That was an impression of Keir <laughs> that was Starmer spot there. spot on. Thank <laughs> you, thank you. Uh, about a windfall tax on huge energy firm profits. Uh, and uh, says, Keir is saying that as inflation hits 9%, um, the, the Prime Minister has refused to see if he will consider the levy, which Labour says would raise £2 billion to cut bills and ease the cost of living crisis. But, I mean, a couple of things. uh, You know, that's a relatively tiny number in terms of government coffers. £2 billion isn't a lot of money. Uh, and really, that energy investment is incredibly risky. If you're an oil firm, you've got to pay for the exploration. Uh, you, you don't know if the oil you, you get out, you're going to be able to sell it. You know, yep. during lockdown, the oil price actually went negative, yes. so people had to, oil companies had to pay to store their oil, or, or somebody to take that it is away, true, like yes. a mattress in Walthamstow. Um, it's also, um, you know, we need to encourage more exploration. People
0: fly tipping their petrol.
1: Yeah, because yeah, literally just... pouring <laughs> it into the canal. You know, <laughs> like a like a bag of uh, empty cans. I like wanted puppies. Yeah. Why? Why don't we have a levy on the people who are making billions and billions of pounds during lockdown? Why isn't there a levy on Netflix or Facebook or these these companies that are Deliveroo? These companies that made so much money Test and during trace. lockdown. Have, a, yeah, test have it. a levy on that. These, these companies that got, like, enormous, exorbitant... Billion. PP ...PP contracts? Why don't we Why don't we have a levy? Why don't we claw back some of that money that was handed over to Matt Hancock's landlord? or you I've, know?
0: I, I, I've quite endorsed that. But I think it's it a tricky one with oil, because I, I, I do know what you mean, and we have to encourage people to think that oil is a, uh, a profitable business so that they invest in it so mm. that they w- will be able to turn this corner. On the other hand, it does seem to have been a fairly safe investment over the years, doesn't yeah, it? it feels, no, I feel, no that you, is not... A, no,
1: I've invested in oil oh, and hey. I've lost a lot of money. Now and I don't want to see now. Now, now there's a chance of like getting a tiny, a tiny bit of money, and the government's coming and be like, no, no, we're going to have a. Well, it's but not the, the other government thing doing
0: it. I mean, putting aside your your woes on the stock exchange, people have a very. Distorted view. Generally speaking, of who is benefiting most of yeah. the investors in oil companies, a pension companies. Absolutely, it's, you know, it's our own money. It's our yeah. own chance of, of being able to eat when we're a bit older.
1: Yeah, but and you know, unions, institutions. So, I mean, yeah. it's not it's not a few billionaires. a happy, castle. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah, Mr. Castle. Burns making this what do you, what money. What do you think, Eric?
2: You, well, I mean, think? I think I mean we're going to see a lot of that money. I would imagine the oil companies have given back to shareholders. So I don't think they're going to invest all of it in the future. No. I think the only way to separate Boris, it seems, from his loyalty to the oil companies is maybe. Convince him that he's married to an oil company, ah. and then he'll want to leave the oil companies yeah, and then yeah. tax them. <laughs> but it, I mean, or maybe this is the way Boris flirts. He's like, will he, will he tax them? Won't he <laughs> tax them? It's just going back and forth. I, he doesn't he, seem. I, I mean,
0: Rishi has been has been uh, hedging his bets more than Boris in a sense, hasn't he? It feels like it would be his decision. But even he, who is a, a, a capitalist, I think mm. instinctively and yeah. certainly, you know, protects his wife's. <laughs> <millions of dollars>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. when we have a levy on Rishi Sunak's <laughs> wife, and that, that, that would clear it up. Wouldn't yeah, it? That, wouldn't that's she? a lot more than oil companies. I'd say it probably would. Anyway, Eric, another bleak milestone on this topic before we leave yes. it is uh, has been passed. And this is the in the Guardian
2: price. as well. The UK petrol and diesel prices hit record highs. Yeah. Um, with petrol hitting a pound sixty-seven a litre and diesel up to a pound eighty. Um, and there's been accusations of profiteering, especially because yeah. Rishi Sunak did the five p. Um, discount on um, the fuel duty, and that has not been passed on since it was put in place in March. So where is that extra money going? Um, I mean, I mean, if you want to, although I mean, if you want to even feel worse, because I did, I did, because a gallon, you know, we charge about a gallon for gas in America. Yeah. But per liter, it'd be just ninety nine p. Still in America, even with the high yeah, petrol prices.
0: Just under. So but it's cheap. it's come over up there. from a very low base there, yeah, hasn't it? And but, to be fair, you have to drive everywhere. I mean, yeah. It's, exactly. And the cars are not, huge. Yeah. But if you ever want well, to, not so much now. Funnily enough, I saw somebody. This is a slight diversion, but I saw somebody discussing this on Twitter the other day, American people, and they were all saying their cars have got incredibly better in the last 10 or 15 years, way, way better. I think more so than European and British cars, actually. American, the the kind of cars they drive... And I think partly it is that they have finally sort of moved out from that era of driving huge Chryslers and Fruits that were kind of impressive, you know, with a big bunch front seat and everything, but... uh, Thirsty, noisy, bouncy, you know, it, I don't know. I think they, things are getting better in that respect. Yeah. Oof. Fuel, fuel. I mean, MPG is at least twice what it was for a luxury car. Now, I drive a pretty decent car and it, it does 50 miles to the gallon.
1: What's that car have you got? It's
0: a BMW. Mm. But it was a, um, it was a, you know, it... Everyone says when you buy a car, you make an emotional decision and then you scramble around for facts to support it and rationalise yeah. <laughs> it around to shore it up. But it is quite easy to find those facts now. It's not... At, you, can, you really have to try to find a thirsty car. So yeah. although, yes, a tank of fuel has, has gone up, a, a litre of fuel has gone up, but actually pound for pound, mile for mile, I'm not sure yeah. it's that much worse than it was
2: ten years ago. I don't but- know
0: be interesting to know
2: that yeah I think but the impact of seeing it just pile up as you're buying it I mean, yeah, even yeah. Though it does it might go a little bit further yeah uh, that still has an emotional response oh, as when well it goes because into you can see the money just going straight when out the yeah. tank yeah
0: yeah that definitely has an moment. impact
1: well, we should have been developing North Sea oil in the in the last ten years. You know, because of the government's green policy, we haven't been developing. There's fields in the North Sea that could be pumping out oil and pumping out petrol. That would mean that, that Britain was self-sufficient. Yeah. Uh, the Cambo field in the North Sea, yeah. and instead they've all been shuttered because everybody's been like, "No, we'll just get oil from Russia. It'll be fine." While well, we build all our windmills and our solar because panels. Investors
0: in ribs have been circling the the, the oil
2: rigs. Is that and, where and, you, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that where you invested, Leo? That
1: way, <laughs> and North. Shore- I, I invested in Shell, who would have been developing the the Campbell field. And I think it's ridiculous yeah. that they didn't. And all these oil companies are actually now trying to be green. And it's like, stop trying to be green. Get the oil out of the ground. Let me burn it, it has in my car. Said,
0: I mean, you know, parking, I suppose, that obviously, the climate crisis thing is not utterly relevant in this respect, but... The reality is, economically speaking, all economic success has always been rooted in cheap energy. Yeah. It's the only thing that's ever made a difference in human development. Over the last 150 years, anyway, the birth of the Industrial Revolution was obviously about finally you know, creating uh, steam power that could withstand the high pressure and temperatures involved, creating the, 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 uh, the infrastructure for that oil when when it when it became the um, the, the the choice for uh, vehicular transport transformed everything you know it's always about that and if you try and, and make the, the move towards a new form of energy that isn't yet actually efficient enough to support it, it's, you're going to get pain,
1: not to mention yeah.
0: uh, geophysical, geopolitical disturbance and, and, and
1: destabilisation. It, it leaves the situation well, open for exploitation it, by somebody like Putin exactly. we are suddenly dependent on him. Yeah. And the,
0: he... the, the clear reality, which, I mean, a lot of people have said, oh, America were taunting him, NATO were taunting him, but the other thing, the, the massive factor in it is he just knows how powerful he is because, yeah. he's, he's because we exactly we've, yeah. we've left ourselves... What do you think
2: about that? Well, I mean, but it raises the urgency of why we need to invest in the technologies that are going to get us there, because it should exist, yeah. And we can't keep going the way we're going. It just, no. you know, as we can see, they have stores, to hurry up. Uh, but yeah, they've it's got It's basically like there.
0: it's like a relay race, right? You have to pass the baton on. It takes the guy to run to where the next guy is, is waiting. You yeah. know, you can't you can't just like head off without the baton. Yeah. You know, if 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 clean energy hasn't arrived with the baton. Oil can't just... I know oh, that's a kind of reverse... It's not yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you know what I'm no, saying. What you mean. And
1: up. also, we're, all, we're always going to need oil. As comedians, we need oil. I can't yeah. drive, like, 200 miles and then plug my car in for 4 hours? I've got to be able to drive the whole way. I
0: do actually take my train a uh, bike and train as a combo and they right. don't, they could make that an awful lot easier. I will yeah, say that it's, actually it's they still can actually even make at it a lot easier. Even
1: at these prices it's still cheaper to drive in yeah, a lot yeah. of cases than than get the train. Oh yeah, certainly if you've left it till the last couple of days to put the tickets.
0: So Leo news from one of UK's most notorious hospitals now. This is well, I'm, I'm settling.
1: Yeah, this is this is really sad. So uh, it's the NHS trust at the the centre of the worst maternity scandal in British history. The, the Royal Shrewsbury Hospital is today been fined 1.3 million pounds after failing to provide safe care to a pensioner and a dialysis patient at one of its hospitals, and who who both died. So uh, a judge imposed a fine of 800 thousand pounds on um, on for one person, Mohammed. Uh, Ismail Zaman, who's only 31, he was undergoing dialysis and he, and he died from blood loss. Dialysis when they, they yeah. take your, your blood out, yeah. um, you know, because of kidney failure clean or whatever. It, and then they you clean it. Clean it in yeah, a dialysis yeah. machine and obviously, you know, then the, the blood uh, is, is at risk. Uh, so he uh, uh, suffered severe blood loss and, and sadly died. Uh, and they are also fined uh, just over half a million pounds over a charge brought in relation to uh, Mr. Max Dingle, who's 83 and he died... After his head became trapped between a bed rail and a mattress, so obviously not, you know, providing safe.
0: It just suggests that there, there's no one. I mean, it's almost like horrifically. I mean, it's almost it's almost like slapstick, isn't it? It's like a, a, absurd. Get your head stuck in a yeah, just yeah. Wedged and then stuck there until you die.
1: I yeah, mean, it's yeah. Ridiculous. And obviously hospitals. I mean, they've, they've got procedures. Uh, you know, good good care trusts will will have procedures yeah. in place that you know this doesn't happen. It's not this isn't this is an accident that could happen to anybody. This is you know there's processes and procedures to stop this kind of thing happening. Yeah. And obviously this, this is coming after, I mean, there's a horrific maternity scandal. Uh, so yeah, there were yeah. 200, 201 babies and nine mothers died in avoidable circumstances at the same time. That hospital. was, I mean, that was,
0: not to get, go back into that, but that was the sort of epicentre of the whole discussion of whether the, almost like a sort of cult of midwifery that was suggesting that you, sh- you know, you should try and avoid medicalizing pregnancy and, and birth, that it was, it, was, it was something that could be done with breathing exercises and so on and so forth there it was this was the same scandal i think that, and they, that was know. it the
1: hospital that was yeah. uh, people were saying you can do the breathing and yeah
0: well i think it was a particular i think this was a particular district where there were a lot right. of you know but i remember our own experience of it and we've spoken to lots of other people as well there was an enormous amount of pressure on on women at that time to reject medicalization of what was seen to be essentially just a normal, healthy practice, ignoring the fact, you know, how many babies used to die, how, yeah. how many women used to die, how incredibly—it's yeah, yeah. in the Bible. Yeah, how, how dangerous childbirth is. It's it's regarded as a punishment yeah. by God for Eve. Yeah, um, you know, mischief in the garden of Eden. You know, so there's really no shame in like availing yourself
2: of, of up-to-date medical practices, Hedrick. You've taken an off-ramp I did not expect. <laughs> in covering this story, I mean, obviously, overall, you know, top to bottom, the management in this in this NHS trust has been yep. terrific. Um, you know, I mean, my wife works in uh, in birth. In the birth world, and you know, there is a focus on uh, demedicalizing it because I think there's been risks of that as well. But obviously, everything about what was happening up here is awful, and I mean, it's good that hopefully they're fixing it. And we have another story coming up later about the American healthcare system. And I still think the NHS is a better option overall.
0: Well, those. I mean, my argument to that is always um, they're not the only two options, and and that (laughs) is a very there is a very sort of binary mindset in this country and possibly in America too about it's either because they will often say. Well, do you really want the NHS? Where da, 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 you know, there are loads of other countries that have healthcare systems that offer third, fourth, fifth choices. Anyway, well, Leo, it wouldn't be bank holiday without a tube
1: strike. That's right, <laughs> yes. give to Her Majesty. There's a tube strike. So Mick Lynch, the RMT General Secretary... I said that staff at Euston and Green Park have suffered years of sustained bullying and intimidation by a manager who's created a toxic working environment. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, you big babies. Oh, my God, these are guys guys that are, like, 50 years old. Used to, like, 100 years ago, they'd be fighting in the trenches in, yeah. in Ardennes or wherever it is, wherever do you, do it makes nice with, patty. Has
0: he, he just dug around to try and find some excuse for a tube
1: strike? Oh, uh, well, you know what unions love? They love not doing any work. The <laughs> only reason to join a union, there's no other reason, is to not do any work. <laughs> so you've got an excuse. You get like some sort of, you know, extended bank holiday. This is, this is the Platinum Jubilee bank holiday. It's going to be sunny out. You know, you might want to be out in the sunshine frolicking around in a paddling pool instead of under the ground but driving a tube train. A... Which, by the way, tube trains don't even have steering wheels. It's not a skilled job. They get paid like what is it, sixty grand? They, they've got a button that says go, a button that says stop, and a button that says open the doors, and that's it. Well, they you can have train a badger to do have that people job. People
0: bouncing off the windscreen occasionally. I think that's why the pay is quite high. That's, that's, a, perk. that's <laughs> a perk. You get something to tell. You get a <laughs> funny story for down the pub. I do think it is extraordinary that they want to strike on a bank holiday when I would have thought they're probably on double pay anyway as
1: yeah, well. Yeah, and it's, it's not just any bank holiday. It's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Yeah. Probably, our, you know, one of our last big appearances. And, uh, you know, it just shows that uh, the, the RMT and Mick Lynch, uh, you know, have no respect for the Queen and no respect
2: for this country. And we it, need to replace them with the robots.
0: What do you think, Eric? You're obviously probably more of a
2: union man, aren't you? Well, I think after that, I'm never getting on the tube with you after you <laughs> said that in a public forum. Just, I have nothing to do with this man. I mean, normally, I, I obviously, being more on the left, I suppose, here, I should be supporting the unions. But, I mean, I, I never really understand. When the tube goes on strike, at least now, because I never know why they've gone on strike. And now I know the reason... Uh, still, they, I mean, sometimes they've gone
0: for pay, sometimes for conditions. This seems absurdly like small and, a and small I would assume it be. is going to get sorted out because it, it would be unthinkable that they yeah. would lose. But it is a fact. I mean, they've had two years during which the tube was running empty, essentially, yeah. mm. you know, just there for, for essential workers and so on. It must have been an extraordinarily difficult you cannot, financial financial yeah. burden on on uh, on transport for London or whoever I don't know how the finances are you know it's ex- it's extremely opportunistic yeah just like it's not it on it does feel, feel it, like really? you can't
2: pull the strike lever every single time you have a dispute
0: no. yeah absolutely. I think not. So, there it is, three out of three, no sympathy. Eric, (laughs) our first culture war story of the night. This is from the nation's favourite blood sport. Ah, This is from the Daily Mail, of course. This is a story right up there, alley. I choose to... (laughs) I want to make it clear, I wasn't referring to the Daily Mail as the nation's favourite blood sport.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But carry on. Well, I can see why you thought that. Um, The comment section is... yeah. I choose to identify as a fisherman, says a woman who won the uh, top angling award, and she rejects, quote-unquote, woke demands, of course, it's the Daily Mail, to swap the term fisher people or fishers, which I'd never heard before. No. This is Ashley Except Mullinger. She's, um, she's won the Fishing News Awards last week. for um, She was the honor of an under-10-meter boat, so... I'm assuming catching fish in that boat. Didn't say exactly what she was doing. Um, I mean, this is one, you know, I'm very much, you know, people should be. I allow themselves to be identified as they want to. And I can see here, Fisherman, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's some terms, like I know in the acting community, this was more than woke was ever even thought of. There was a move to say, you know, People want to be called just actors. They do not yep. want to be labelled actresses because it, it was like a less than thing at the time. Yeah. And I think this is a similar thing. We don't, you know, we don't need to say hue people. This is a word that just represents an industry. And if she wants to have be called that, that's fine by me. But
0: she's an angler, right? Why not just say angler? That's it. I mean, it's actually in top angling awards. Because the A-N
2: angler is in man... And oh, Mangler. Oh. No, it's actually...
1: Mangler. <laughs> because there's another job, which is somebody goes around with a protractor. Oh, and OK. And that's Mangler oh, an yeah. as well. But no, this is, this is great. It's great to see somebody standing up for the patriarchy, yeah. finally. You know, you see so many people bashing the patriarchy. In and all sense, the wonderful stuff. You, you talk about oil and energy delivering economic uh, progress and societal yeah. progress. What about the patriarchy? <laughs> yes. As soon as we start getting rid of the patriarchy, everything falls apart. Maybe there's something to be said. And also, who's going to... All these oil rigs you know, sewage workers, uh, you know, bin men. There's, n- there's, never a, there's never a feminist campaign to get more women like on the back of a bin lorry. Bin you people. know what I mean?
0: <laughs> there are actually a lot of women bin people in Brighton, where, where I live. Well, of course they, in they, Brighton. They are, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are. The funny thing is, in a way, I mean, this story makes it clear what she's saying. She's saying, I'm quite happy to be known as a fisherman. I don't need the term t- changing. Yeah. But on the other hand, that could equally be a trans thing, couldn't it? She could be saying, I want to be called a fisherman.
2: Yeah. So you're, you guys are supporting someone being able to self-identify, and they want to be yeah. called. That's I, what you're I saying? I really I
0: would just say call yourself an angler. I mean, Fisher she, people is weird, though, isn't it? That sounds like Fisher-Price toys or yeah. something, yeah. doesn't it? Like little plastic, like Lego <laughs> toys. Fisher people or something. <laughs> <Yeah. other. laughs> you can't get away with that. Anyway, I'm glad she's won it and I hope she's happy. In it's what she would have
1: wanted. News, Leo. Now, uh... <laughs> well, we don't know if it's what she would have wanted, but mm. basically, so you know, Alec Baldwin, he was making this film called Rust, mm-hmm. and there was a terrible accident on the set, and uh, I think it was one of the one of the producers um, was or cinematographer. cinematographer. Uh, so Hal Halina Hutchins, and uh, so she was shot and killed yeah. during filming, and um,
0: so it's uh, virtually the first story. This. Program ever covered, I think.
1: For yeah, no, yeah. That's for...
0: exactly our first week, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: Mm. Have, have you got some sort of Rain Man memory is of it, like, all it, the <laughs> stories we've every ever found? Yeah. You were dressed <laughs> yeah. in the
0: red Going salt through your the... spreadsheet.
1: Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, obviously, production was halted on that film, but now that, you know, the dust has settled, uh, the producer of the film has said that they, they want to finish the film to honour the memory of uh, the cinematographer that was shot, and also, incidentally, to make money. Uh, I because mean, suppose the, lost the implication a lot
0: of- is that you either do it to honour her memory or to dishonour her memory. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just kind of going on balance, I'm doing it not to disregard that. Yeah. But
1: they, yeah, they obviously weren't going to come out and say, like, yeah, we're doing it to dishonour her, because we, <laughs> you know, I mean, that would have been a bad PR move. That's <laughs> not ideal. But, I mean, they've sunk a lot of money into the production, and they've also sunk a lot of money into the fines, so they were fined a maximum uh, fine of £110,000. That was the maximum they could be fined yeah. uh, for serious and willful failures uh, after the after the shooting, because somebody was killed, and somebody else was, was wounded, the director was wounded. Yes. So, you know, there's, uh, I'm sure they for all they talk about honouring the cinematographer, maybe they want to make some money as well.
0: I don't object to it, and you're right. It is just, I it's fairly base-level cant, but it's not really... It's not inexplicable, is it? It's a certain it's a certain bit of spin. What do you think, Eric? Should they be allowed
2: think, to carry on with I it? don't think we need this movie. There's so much stuff out there. Oh, this, I don't think we need I, it. And, and I, I, mean, I think the question would be, and it wasn't in this article, how does her family feel? If her family... Because I know her husband... I think was looking at a lawsuit with the production company or something. Yeah. So if they were saying, Yes, please honor her memory with this, then do it by all means. Mm. But I would want to hear what they thought. You know, first.
0: Oliver Reed died on the set of Gladiator, yes. right? And that was they thought there was a certain amount of suspicion that he had I mean, he drank himself to death over the course of a long lifetime. Obviously it yeah. wasn't an on set accident, but there was there was a some degree of irregularity about he'd managed to... Uh, I can't remember what he was. He was like on a he was ship or something, doing arm wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, I just think, you know...
2: But that's different than being... You know, essentially, literally shot on set, shot yeah, because of a lack of diligence that was cl- clear. Well, and also, it, um... also,
1: Gladiator was a great film. I've got to be honest, a yes. western called Rust, starring Alec Baldwin, oh. doesn't sound like a great film. No,
0: he's been—he's not my favorite person in terms of his politics or whatever. But some of his performances have been fantastic. I think it it's terrific. Poli- Glen, Gary, Glen Ross—he
1: was a politics oh, yeah. is as good as his gun gunmanship. Yeah. I mean, like this. Is, I mean, also, like, I mean, my dad's a gunsmith. There's so many things you get taught. Like yeah. you never carry a loaded gun. You always check the chamber. Yeah. You you always carry it uh, open, and uh, you never ever ever point it at, any, at anybody. There were all kinds of
0: extraordinary irregularities on set that yeah. were were kind of being whispered about that they were using the guns like larking around, using them for target practice on set, which yeah. you obviously shouldn't ever yeah. put a live round into a. Yeah. Anyway, we don't want to visit that whole thing. Well. It it remains to be seen whether it will get out. I think he's only expressed a hope at this point. Eric, a disproportionate fine for a disproportionate price.
2: An eye for an eye. (laughs) I I agree in some ways, but in some ways I think this might be justified. So this is a Florence coffee shop uh, where the customer called the police because of the price of an espresso. In Italy, you're supposed to have a sign-up that says how much you charge for the coffee, and they didn't have the sign-up, so the bar cafe bar was fined a thousand euros because the man was charged two euros for his espresso which is a pound 70 which in London I'd be happy to pay that, that. Is a reasonable but yeah. I don't feel as sympathetic for the man because it was decaffeinated
0: <laughs> what he paid I'm, 170 for decaf espresso but he shouldn't
2: be drinking why are you drinking a decaf espresso that doesn't make any sense that makes zero so sense. I was no. I was on board I was like find them go for it take their money but until I found that out like no,
0: that way. is insane. What a decaf espresso! It doesn't. I mean, but, decaf like as a is it like a way you flavour a milk drink or something, right? That sort of makes some sense. It decaf latte I mean, or something. Maybe it just likes the flavour, but he doesn't want to go and have a poo. It's like fake beer. <laughs> well, fake beer is okay if you're just trying to wean yourself off or that's, kid yourself. You know? That's true. But an but, espresso, it's gone in a moment. Anyway, the whole the whole point of espresso is that you get the hit quickly and move on without interrupting your day. And it's Totally pointless. But what that I loved about be the quite story. Angry, a decaf espresso. That's, that's like having a decaf heroin shot.
1: Like that, <laughs> they'll like... have that. I mean, I mean with woke <laughs> Londoners, just, they'll have. Because they've cause already I got. just
0: like the, the they... sensation of well, they, tying off, you know. They've already got uh, ethical
1: cocaine, where you know that it's been <laughs> grown organically. And, you oh, know, yeah. the, I think the children that are killed in the production are slightly older. Yeah. So. yeah. And, yeah. and it's uh, the uh, the rap
0: comes from a, a sustainable forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, well. Leo, what is the EU
0: using Russia as an excuse for now?
1: Oh, my God. So the EU is bringing through uh, regulations around solar panels. So they're going to make solar panels mandatory on all new buildings in the European Union uh, under a new proposal aimed at ending... Europe's reliance on Russian fossil fuels by 2027, and supercharging the transition to green energy, so they can pick up that baton we yeah. were talking about. I mean, uh, this is going to be fantastic. Solar power, solar panels on every rooftop in Aberdeen. Oh, the, the electricity <laughs> is just going to fly <laughs> out of us. What an amazing idea. No, yeah, I mean... Power
0: a dialysis machine for a rabbit. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that yeah.
0: Thing on the <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, I mean, this uh, is it coming from a, a good place. You know, we obviously need to, to fill the gap that's going to be left from uh, yeah. from Russian oil because, you know, like Germany alone is still paying a billion pounds a day yeah. to Russia. So it's, it's paying for his war. Uh, but you know, we need to think a bit smarter. There's no point in putting solar panels in Scotland. We should perhaps look at putting them in Morocco or putting them in well, North you say Africa. that, but actually,
0: I mean, I take your point in Aberdeen. But Germany is is much more um, efficient uh, than Spain, for instance, with its solar use. It, it's much more successful in
1: its. So even it's... the solar panels are lazier in Spain.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just fewer of them. But I mean, you would think if you if you covered. Yeah the the rural parts of Andalusia with yeah. so you could probably power Europe with yeah. that right but but it, of course it's it's distribution it's still you yeah. you lose a lot in the in the in the wires and but um but, it, I mean, Germany, which the weather in Germany is not, maybe not as bad as Aberdeen, but it's not great. But yeah. they are capable. It's, well, the, there, there is something to this. The know?
1: other thing is that solar panel efficiency is, is just increasing every yeah. year. It's like yeah. that, that curve for the for yeah. computer processing that's power. That's right, yeah. So, you know, the price is coming down. The
0: price, is, the price down. Is, is very, very much so. So
2: we're all agreement on this. No, I think the EU has great ideas, and I like their work. What I did love in here was somebody who's one of the experts that's behind all this said a great quote that sounded like it could have come from this government that said, the cheapest energy is the energy you don't use mm, and telling nice. people to turn things off, turn the heat down, yeah. and basically, you know, if you're worried about the energy crisis, don't use any. It's
0: quite features. interesting as well. We got a smart meter recently, you know, and obviously it's horrifying, certain things, but other things are actually quite affordable. You can have all the lights on in a house now. It costs about a penny an hour. I mean, those new light bulbs, the, the mm. non-incandescent ones, you know, various yeah. Yeah. forms of that. Absurdly cheap. So you can actually make the house feel quite cheerfully like lit. Do you want know to I mean that yeah. I'm not saying it's the same as warm, but it can actually be of. <laughs> Whereas a kettle, boiling a kettle. Really? Oh my god! <laughs> it's so expensive. And my wife, and I've been saying this for years, but now I have it in digital form, she will fill the kettle to the top. To, to the top to yeah. make a cup of tea. Why? I don't yeah. know. You're boiling a bath full of, you know, <laughs> just, if you just fill the amount that you need and boil it, yeah. you will save. I mean, that could add up to a pound a day if you if you're, if you're a dozen cups of tea a
1: day. Well, you should get one of those taps from the Gb News kitchen. Yeah, that yeah, just the one. yeah, boiling water comes <laughs> in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is the part of the show where things get a bit weird. We go into the tabloids, Eric. What have yep. we got about alien space rock news? Yep,
2: a Daily Mail. It's definitely a tabloid. Um, alien space rock unearthed in Egypt, maybe the first evidence on Earth of a rare supernova explosion. Wow. So the rock was found twenty-five years ago, so I'm not sure why it's in the news now, other than that they probably in science it's gotten better. Yeah. Um, but the Hypathea stone, the chemical makeup from they've got they've seen inside of it, they've got the dust and cloud stuff. Yeah. Um is apparently from a standard candle supernova but the things that are in it are not common in the Milky Way galaxy. Right. So basically they're diving into a rock from this outer space. This is an space. imported
0: rock. This is an imported <laughs> rock. It's <laughs>
2: crash-landed here. It's come into our country. Um, not had a passport. It's, it's getting, like chlorinated it's getting, chicken It rock. should be sent to Rwanda. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a rock not from our galaxy and they're cracking it open. I mean, yeah. this is the beginning of a horror movie. We've <laughs> yeah, a yeah. pandemic, we have war, and now we're going to have alien Wait, rock like people. sort of egg. Yeah, yeah. this is not have good. Have
0: you seen the... Where, what was the desert, by the way? Do we know?
2: It was in Egypt somewhere. Um Egypt, right? Okay. Um, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I mean, you can combine that with some mummies waking up. Great. I mean, good. It's, it's not going it to be...
0: big, I think, was it, apparent? It's not like a well, massive good asteroid.
2: good to see we're yeah.
1: still uh, stealing stones from Egypt.
0: <laughs> yes, that's right. the Empire never die. know what to do with this. We'll take care of that. Yeah.
1: But this, uh, so the, there's some dispute here by the sounds of it. So they analysed 15 elements in the stone and found uh, a number of them matched what would be expected in a, in a white dwarf, a dense white dwarf. Yeah. Uh, which is, I went to school with a <laughs> uh, dense white dwarf star explosion. From, but... your,
0: from your absurdly elevated perspective, I imagine that's most of
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> they also found that a further six elements uh, did not fit with a type LA so, supernova model. So are they just making it up? I mean, this could be well, a chunk saying, of bathroom tile. i just saying. I think the proportion.
0: Tile. I did write. I think there's got more. It's not not as much silicon and magnesium as you'd expect in a rock that came from our. I don't know why we seem to have a certain sort of uh,
2: proportion of certain yeah, elements in our rocks. Yeah, low level silicon, chromium, cron- They always and, said it was. Yeah.
0: It's long been thought to be the first stone that was found from the heart of a comet. I don't know if that means that's. I don't mm. know if that's the same. If that's the origin. But you, when you read these stories in the tabloid, it goes. What happens is a white dwarf. And it gobbled up another star and that created, and you go, come on, this is, this can't possibly be terms that would make any sense to an actual scientist. You know? so it's interesting, though, if it's come from very, very far away, it's been hurtling through space and, you know, that's quite exciting. Do you know who it's named after, by the way?
2: Uh, no, Hypatia.
0: The first documented female mathematician of note. In Mm. ancient times, I thought you'd enjoy that, Eric. You can share that with your
1: probably the 1960s.
0: Your little your knitting circle or whatever (laughs) they'll love. They'll
2: be very (laughs) interested, Simon.
1: Thank you. So
0: we go now from uh, alien space rocks to alien space rockets,
1: Leo. Oh yeah, more out of this world stuff, interstellar stuff. So sightings of UFOs are being increasingly increasingly reported over America's skies. So a Pentagon task force which was established in 2020, has received almost 400 reports of unexplained flying objects between 2004 and today. Uh, So this is the first uh, congressional hearing on the subject in more than 50 years. So sightings rose last year after a US government report said that at least 140 cases of uh, unidentified aerial phenomena uh, have been reported by military pilots in the same period. I mean and coincidentally this is completely unrelated but it's uh, it's coincided with the legalization of cannabis, <laughs> and the widespread adoption of uh, psychedelics such as magic mushrooms and DMT. Uh, <laughs> but it's great this is a news story. This takes me back to the 90s yeah, yeah. when everything oh, was 50s great. Even. Yeah, everything was fun. Yes. Everything was uh, fun and like you know the, the conspiracy theories yeah, were fun. Well, they well, weren't well, like well, stuff around well, well, vaccines yeah. or whatever. Uh, so yeah, this is uh, oh, this is great. I hope this is going to wind things back, and everybody will stop obsessing over race. And diversity and all this sort of stuff, and we can just go, go back to getting on with each other.
0: Well, I mean, they, the one great thing about the aliens is they do, you know, they make humans seem more like one another by comparison, don't they? Yeah. That's, you know, that was, there have been various stories which have been orientated around the possibility of harnessing the power of aliens <laughs> to bring about harmony on Earth.
2: Yeah. What, what do you think? A nice change. Do you believe in it? I mean, I don't know why you're thinking this is drug-induced, considering one of them re- re- resembled a giant Tic Tac. <laughs> 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 um, but, I mean, I've, I've heard about this before, There's the, the um, Pentagon talking about this because they had so many pilots that were seeing things and not mm. reporting it, yeah. that, and they, you know, that they've gone back and watched video footage and then be able to cross-document that this incident happened, and they haven't been able to say why. But because of the taboo about saying anything, mm. they weren't saying that something occurred. So either, you know, it's either, you know, a foreign government's uh, air, aircraft of some sort, or it's, you know, an illusion. But whatever it is, they want well, they to be normally think investigated.
0: It's, it's a sort of unintentional equivalent of a heads-up display, isn't it? It's, it's an artifact from lighting inside the cabin ah, usually, really. yeah. that, that appears to be outside. And that can happen. And certainly if you're being but by st- flung around at 3G and yeah. know, all the
2: rest of it. But-, but by stigmatizing it, people weren't reporting it. And then that's a big problem. So that's why they're trying yeah. to bring it out there and say, these are unidentified things. Who knows what they are? And, you know, the world is being by Russians.
0: ants. Well, I mean, yeah. that's the other thing. It's come back, because in the 50s, when it was at absolutely the dawn of the UFO era, mm, yeah. it was also the height of the Cold War. Wasn't and the it? Rocket Age. Rocket Age. And they used all the sci-fi films were always like, uh, essentially, the subtext was the Cold War, right? The paranoia and everything. And they had the UFOs and we had Sputnik and so on. And it does feel like it's, like, we we're at war with Russia again, and yeah. you know, and, and here come the UFOs. Yeah. Mean,
1: it's all like. And there's a there's a uh, in Scotland there's a uh, triangle where loads and loads of UFOs are, are spotted. You know, right. since I remember this from, from the nineties. Come an old the
0: Buckfast Triangle. It's
1: somewhere <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. Well, the whole of Scotland is a Buckfast Triangle. Yeah. But uh, but it's where they do a lot of uh, military testing of planes. And obviously sometimes the military have new planes, new prototypes mm-hmm. that they don't don't reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and and some of them can can look very very strange. That's true, Eric. Yes. This should cheer everyone up as prices
0: spiral upwards at the tills. We now yeah. have a good reason to smile.
2: So, this is in the Telegraph. It's time to wave goodbye to cards. And uh, bring on your smiles as you pay with facial recognition software yeah. or other forms of biometric payment uh, MasterCard is launching this so you can either pay with your face uh, basically slammed into the till um, with a gesture which I don't know if you can choose the gesture for like when you're buying petrol <laughs> if there's a certain yeah. gesture that you could, uh, do more than another the one um, that you used to hold the pump <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I like the Telegraph did go for the puns in this story of course it said the cost of groceries may be rising but shop will have to grin and bear it.
0: Yeah, I like Um, the idea, though, that you have to... Because I've I've, um, had to disable... Was it called retina recognition or something? I had a previous phone that used to recognize my index finger fingerprint to open Mm. it, and that was really reliable. Yep. But I went from one manufacturer to another, and this one wants to do the eyes, and it, I can't do it because my eyes are too small. They, <laughs> I, promise, I promise you, but it's like I, I don't it doesn't have enough to so work just, with. It. It's like, just going, you're just
2: opening, opening up like this to try and get into your
0: phone, and then it looks at your whole face, and if you hold it too close, yeah. But I do like the idea. I mean, they are extraordinary what they can like identify yeah. from. But of course, gait recognition is the big one in, in Chinese surveillance cameras, yeah. right? They can yeah. tell who you are by the way you walk. Well, like the Bee Gees, you know? Yeah,
2: I mean, they're trying this in Brazil um, because, you know, people smiling. They would right. have wanted to do that here with British teeth. Yeah, British yeah. teeth. But this Those is, are, it's
0: because our teeth are bad, but these teeth are like families, you know, in Tolstoy. Mm-hmm. All happy families are the same. All unhappy families are unhappy in their own way. Bad teeth are the same. Yeah. Kind of, all bad teeth are bad in their own particular way. So they're actually better for
1: biometrics.
0: <laughs> Where is your, your happy American teeth with their oh, dental so veneers surgery. are no yeah. use for exactly. identi-
1: identifying people. Yeah. So if you, if you die in a plane crash and you've got yes, veneers, right. they'll <laughs> never oh, bury yeah. you. But, yeah, this is, I mean, you mentioned China. I mean, this is, uh, this is the, s- the step on the way to digital cash and our biometrics being stored by companies, which can, which can then be hacked and stolen. Yep. And also with, with digital cash, uh, I think we need to bring back real cash because then you've got a certain amount of anonymity and also yep. you can decide how and when you're going to spend it, because it's just, you know, a £10 note can't be physically changed. With digital cash, you can, you can have uh, mandates that it has to be spent within a certain time period, it has to be spent on a certain type of product, uh, or it can be just cut off completely, as we're probably going to see in, in China, uh, yeah. with, you know, they've got the social credit score, and then you can have your access to banking and everything denied. Well, I'm going to say China, it's happening in Canada as well. Is it really? Is yeah, that, is Trudeau, Trudeau uh, cut-off banking facilities uh, oh, for people the, the, who donated to, to yeah, truckers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that
0: is quite... It's a serious point, isn't it, if they're moving towards that point at which you're just having credits deducted. And it would be possible, of course, you're yeah. right. Yes, to say that you need to sort of um, spend your... and your, your income in, in certain proportions according to what they think would be, yeah, so you know, healthy or whatever. If you get they unemployment. would start very, very... Like, uh, just, it's only your own health we're thinking yeah. about, you know. Like,
1: unemployment benefit, they'll yeah. say, oh, you have to spend it on cans of chickpeas instead of yeah, scratch yeah. cards. But yeah, yeah. I don't know, I quite like the fact that I can get my job seekers allowance, well, I don't get it, but, like, you know, I can <laughs> get yeah. whatever I want. I'm not signing on in 13 different yeah. cities anymore, but I can take that money and I can spend it on scratch cards if I want. A
0: tiny shred of dignity used to remain there, yes. Pavement wars next. This also feels a little bit like a, yeah, uh, I don't know, slightly something dystopian about this. I don't like it, but go
2: on. So is it
0: what pavement wars issue.
2: It uh, it's Leah with the parking on the pavement. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That's
1: what it, <laughs> I was trying to work out. I think yeah. it said
2: paper wars.
1: Okay. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so motorists should be banned from parking on the pavement in the UK because it impedes those with disabilities and puts people off from walking in their neighbourhoods. Mm. I thought I thought it already was banned. You're, you're not allowed so, to park on yeah. the it pavement is in, in London. In London it's, London, it's banned. Yeah. But yeah, outside. Uh, it's not, so, uh, but, but it well, obviously you really... You can't
0: just park right across the pavement. They mean like a, a, a wheel up on the curb a little yeah. bit, just to sort of,
1: don't they? You can't just park I on the think, pavement. I think they just mean parking on the pavement, because I know in certain, certain uh, cities, like in Coventry, uh, some of the parking is, uh, you know, uh, half on the payment, yeah. pavement. Right. Okay. Uh, but obviously, you know, if somebody's in a wheelchair, somebody's got a pram, yeah. then it's very difficult for them to, to get round. They have to go out on the road, and that's dangerous yeah, yeah. for them. And even even for people who are walking, which obviously won't encourage people to walk now that we don't have any oil to put in people's cars. (laughs) So. um, So, yeah, I think it it should be. I've
0: got this is an absolutely true story which relates to this. On Christmas Day, about five or six years ago, I was taking a a bag of rubbish down to the uh, wheelie bins in Hover, like one every 10 houses or something. So you have to walk down a Mm. bit to it. And a neighbour about four doors down had guests had arrived and they had their own car in the driveway and the neighbor's car had parked with about three feet of it in the driveway and then the rest was just across the pavement. <laughs> and it was just completely parked, completely blocking me off. And I was like, I was, you know, outraged. Yeah. I didn't I didn't say it. And then, and then they came out and I said, sorry, you're not going to leave this here, right? It's like Christmas morning. I was mm. trying to be nice to the neighbours. And she was just, I was only while they just popped in for a cup of tea. I was like... You can't just park across the pavement. You can park across the driveway. Yeah. You won't get done for that on Christmas Day. You can't park across the pavement. What if somebody was on a mobility scooter, mm, I yeah. said, because I didn't just want to go, I want to walk to the pin <laughs> without encountering this nonsense. Anyway, they went like that and huffed and puffed and came and as I was coming back from the bin, which was around the corner, I promise you, somebody on a mobility scooter <laughs> was <laughs> having to pull into the road to get around. I was like, yes. <laughs> it's probably the first one I'd ever seen on that pavement. I seem to have sort of wished them into existence in <laughs> order to make my point. Oh, God. I'm, in in I'm Tenerife... i a bottle as soon as I got. <laughs> I like,
1: yes. In Tenerife, you see uh, squads of people going about on mobility scooters mm. with, like, toddlers between their legs, like yeah, right. a kebab uh, in one hand and a pint. They're, they're not. They're not disabled. No, you can just, just hire a mobility scooter for yeah. fun. I've, I wanted to hire one, but my missus wouldn't let me. <laughs> oh.
0: Eric, we've kept it clean until now, but you have the show's entire. Uh, what do you, you
2: quotient? Uh, quotient of a certain to, to certain words. Yes. To,
0: uh, use up now. So yes. this is
2: a deflowering story. Okay. Um, okay. The <laughs> Cambodian government is begging people, and I want to make sure I get this headline right, to stop picking rare carnivorous penis plants to pose within photos. There's a lot packed into that headline. Um, basically, this is a plant that has a very um, unique look. It's got a, a long stem with a unique top, yeah. and it looks a lot like genitalia. And um, basically people are picking the flowers and getting photos with them and holding them up and doing... I think there's a lot of Hindus that come through the uh, particular field and pick yeah. them for a certain reason.
0: And they really do. I mean, I've seen these pictures and I was thinking, oh, yeah. come on, what's he gonna, it going to... But it doesn't just look like genitalia, let's be yeah. honest. It looks like an extraordinarily sort of lush and proud, you know... Uh, it's a, it's, it's like, a, like a Japanese erotic watercolour or something. Doesn't, it doesn't
1: know? look like my penis. My penis, <laughs> my penis is penis-coloured. <laughs> Not like weird plant colour. Florid and rosy. i sure. you
2: know. <laughs> might want to get that looked at. Yeah. Uh, you know. um, but basically they're worried that people are picking them so much that it's going to uh, ruin the flower being yeah. there at all. Yeah. But it, it, it does, it eats ants. So it Is, is a, that
0: what they got it there for, is pest control? Is that the idea? I is guess they so, clean? yeah. They just, that is one
2: it. thing my penis
1: does do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've never given it the office. <laughs> <laughs> you lie in bed long enough with crumbs of jam buttons uh, on your stomach. It was <laughs> described... What's it <he> doing?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was also described as smelling very sweet, just like candy.
0: Oh, that's lovely. Well, that's <laughs> all we have time for, folks. My thanks to Leo and... Eric, I've been Simon Evans. I will be back with you the same time tomorrow. It's been an absolute pleasure. Enjoy your evening or indeed morning if you're watching tomorrow. See you there. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Headliners, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode again. And if you enjoyed it, leave me a nice comment. Speak to you at the same time tomorrow for the paper review that's never boring.